Speeding and the sound is speeding. Uh, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Tuesday, fucking May 23rd, 2023. And on today's episode, yeah, okay, it was a fucking holiday on Monday, and I also completely forgot. Mondays on holidays feel like Sunday shit. Nope, it's Big Drew on the podcast Rhythm and the Flow. And you know, he keep doing this show for you. Cause all he wanna do is talk into microphones all day And motherfuckers sit around and get paid Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew The Monday edition for Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023 Let's go! Let's go! If I sound a little bit different Yes, I am coming to you from my work studio once more Um, because fucking I <laughs> Long weekend, I actually literally forgot to do my podcast yesterday And I was like, shit, I gotta do my podcast Anyways, no guitar today, but, uh, you know I, Nobody seems to mind <laughs> to hear Hear me sloppily fucking shred pentatonic scales uh, with minor thirds and sixes thrown in for flavor. Uh, So, yes, let's start off the show with a little bit of ding, 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 ding. How was my motherfucking weekend? Um, So, yeah, it was good since last we spoke. Um, I fucking, what, what, okay, so Friday, let's, let's just start Wednesday, so I was at the corner this week, Wednesday and Friday, at two shows Friday, one show Wednesday, and I'm just working on some new shit, right? Um... That's my that's my whole mission ever since I recorded this album, which we have an update on. Uh, I will tell you that a little bit later. Let me just make a little note. I have a little notepad here in case I fucking forget things. I actually do write things down. Album. Okay, we'll come back to that later. Uh, but yeah, so I'm working on new shit ever since I recorded my album, and it's like going it's going really good. I got I kind of got some new shit. Um, I, how can I describe this? I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm kind. I'm trying to get rid of any fucking joke that could possibly be a- any topic that has been done, not done before, but anything where it's like if a comic was gonna go up, like if I was gonna do that joke and a comic went up and did similar jokes about that, that I wouldn't do those jokes, and I just have to get rid of the jokes. For example, a boss Wahab. I was on the show on. Friday and a boss Wahab went up and he has he closes on like a three minute bit about being engaged like I just got engaged and the wet and the ring and all this crap and I was actually going to open with my bit about being engaged and the ring and all this crap and then I realized I was like you know what like I, if I go up there and I'm like I just got engaged in the ring and they're like yeah okay like we just heard this like if, maybe from a different guy in a different perspective but like get rid of that joke just fucking get rid of the joke there's no reason to be telling that joke. Yeah, okay, it's a funny joke. I spent 742 bucks on the ring, blah, 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 whatever. Like, it's a funny little fucking bit, but it's not getting at the core of what my message is, right? And I, I have to start figuring out, like, the fucking core of my message. And I realized that it's uh, that I have to start appealing to people who have the same identity markers as I do. And I, and I learned this, uh, actually, during my, cl- my time at Humber College in that in that people pick up their identity markers through um, the the differences that they have amongst the fucking main general population, right? So nobody identifies as a fuck... I've talked about this before, but nobody identifies as a two-legged person or I identify as a fucking person with uh, two eyes. But if you're missing a leg or an eye, that's one of your identity markers. You're like, I'm a fucking one-legged guy. So our, our identity markers are picked up in our differences from the fucking mainstream culture. And, you know... Being a fucking straight white guy in North America, like, mainstream culture has predominantly been dominated by, like, straight white guy things, right? So it's like there's no, there's no, 
there that like that was culture, I guess, or whatever the fuck, you know? Like that's what we're trying to change right now is like adding different perspectives from different like cu- like different identities of people, you know, whatever the fuck. So it's like so I was trying to think about like what are my identity markers and how do I identify myself? And the first thing I thought was like, "Well, I'm a stoner." And it's like, "Okay, well that's you got to have fucking better identity markers than that." Like, think deeper, like, your identity markers could come from maybe, like, your trauma or, like, maybe from, like, you know, bad, like, horrible experiences or whatever. So I'm starting to think, and I had, like, I'm going to talk about this right now on the podcast, but I had uh, a very, very traumatic first relationship. Like, my first relationship when I was 15 till I was 20 was fucking super traumatic for me. Like, it ended in like a fucking nightmare of a fucking chaos of years of like dragging it through the fucking mud and like this craziness of like I went absolutely insane and like love made me fucking crazy and I want to start talking about this because the girl that I dated it was a fucking wild situation like we were high school sweethearts we were like our first fucking everything and then as we were going to like break up or whatever like I don't know as the relationship was kind of like running its course she fucking started fucking around with like her dance instructor and all this shit. And then it was when Facebook was first like brand new. So I was like digitally like stalking her Facebook and I was like seeing that she was like creeping this guy's page all the time. And I fucking, I just went totally nuts with social media because it was like a brand new thing. And it was like, you know, my first love. And it's like the first cut is the deepest. And, uh, and it was fucking crazy because she started, like, kind of, like, fucking around with, like, me and with this, like, guy who was, like, older and her dance instructor and, like, and so it just fucking, it, it just drove me crazy and it got to the point where, like, we were, like, getting into these, like, crazy fights and I was, like, crying and she was, like, lying to me. There was one night where she told me she was at her friend's house for a fire but then I went uh, to White Ave and I saw her at the bar with this fucking guy and I just fucking snapped. Like, I fucking just waited outside her house for her to get home because, like, she was cheating on me, right? So I was, like, and I was, like, clearly this is, like, crazy shit, right? Like, I don't want to justify any of this fucking behavior from when I was, like, 18, 19 years old. But I want to start talking about it on stage because it was crazy. And we ended up breaking up, and and I was so, like, obsessed with the fact that I fucking got cheated on that I started, like, digitally stalking her and, like, fucking around with her Facebook so much to so to the point where she fucking handed me a restraining order. Like, she literally had to, it was like, yo, like, stop fucking around with me. And then... So this fucking restraining order goes through and it's just like, holy fuck. I'm like, this is fucking wild. But then we still were in communication with each other. Like she would reach out to me and then we had this like secret fucking relationship going that we weren't allowed to have because we ended up getting back together while the initial fucking restraining order was still in place. So we were like sneaking around, meeting up with each other at like various parking lots and like various fucking restaurants like outside of the city so as not to like you know, bring attention to ourselves. And then we ended up after that fucking first restraining order expired, we like came out again as we're like dating again. And everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sure enough, I couldn't get over the initial fucking like cheating and the lying and all that shit. So I was still like fucking obsessed, like going through her phone when she was sleeping and shit like that. And then when we broke up again, she like preemptively filed a fucking another restraining order against me because, you know, fair enough. Like I fucking didn't handle the fucking first cheating breakup like well and and I didn't even show up to the court date at the initial fucking restraining order. So I think she thought it was just going to be like a fucking... 
like whatever. And then I and then I end up showing for up for court like with my parents being like, this is fucking bullshit. Like I'm not a violent guy. Like there was nothing, there was never anything like that where I was like, I'm gonna come to your house. It was just like face, it was literally Instagram didn't even exist. Like Facebook and Twitter were the only social medias, and I was just like obsessed. Like I was like, I couldn't get it out of my fucking head. Like love makes you fucking crazy. And I want to talk about this because there is something funny there that I dated a girl, she put a fucking restraining order against me, we got back together during the first restraining order, and then we break up again, and she files a second restraining order against me, and then we still talked, like, a year after that one expired, we had, like, our big closure, where she, like, apologized, and was like, I'm so sorry for fucking, you know, all that restraining order shit, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's fucked up, like, you were lying to me, and, like, making me crazy, and, like, fucking... You couldn't pick and choose, like, which guy you wanted to be with. And that fucking made me crazy because I was, like, madly... It was my first love, you know what I mean? Like, you fucking... Like I said, like, the first cut is the deepest. And I had all these, like, visions of what our life was going to be like when I was, like, 18, right? Like, I look back on it now and it's like, bro, like, fucking relax. I remember crying to my buddy Zeke, who's, like, the most hardest guy. Fuck that guy. But anyways... He, I was like, I was like, where am I ever gonna find another girl who loves the Beatles? <laughs> it's like, bro, like, I'm sure you'll find another girl who enjoys the music of the most popular band that ever existed. So I want to talk about that because, like, I know that there is like, like, love makes you crazy, and I know that that's a fucking common thing, and I want to be able to talk about that, but I don't know how to talk about it on stage without one you know, being like, it's, it's embarrassing. Like it's fucking embarrassing to be like, I had not one, but two fucking restraining orders put against me by the same woman. (laughs) But it's funny that it's like, clearly the first one wasn't like, you know, if there was any actual fucking danger, whatever the fuck, nobody gets back together with somebody when you have a restraining order on them. And then it just became like this fucking, like, I don't know. So I got to talk about that somehow on stage. And I've been it's taken me, you know, this, all this was going on when I was like doing stand up. I had just started as a stand up, and it's like, and it was like always my ultimate shame was that I fucking had this like crazy stain on my past of like how this relationship ended and how truly love made me fucking crazy. And, and, um, you know, any, any of the other girls I dated since would never say, you know, they wouldn't have anything but nice things to say about me. Uh, you know, all the relationships ended amicably. Um, but like, I don't know. I got to talk. I want to talk about just how love makes you fucking crazy and like how I, it made me crazy and how you have to learn from that. And like, you know, and I don't know, there's something there, but the main point of what I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to reach down really, really down into like what scares me. And I was asking myself, like, what is the most scariest thing you could talk about on stage? And the answer came to me instantly. It was like the restraining orders, dude. Like that's, terrifying to talk about because it makes you seem and it makes me feel like and it made me feel like a bad guy for like a long time I was like am I like well, you know what's wrong with me I was like it may, I, there was a lot of shame associated with it as well because I'm not a fucking crazy guy or a bad guy like I love like talk to fucking Courtney you know what I mean like I'm a fucking good guy um and I love my wife with all my heart and and you know everything you know, I learned so much from that experience about like, you know, separating my reactions from what my, maybe like I was taught was an, a, an appropriate way to react to things in emotional situations or maybe what people or what, you know, I deserve from people or whatever the fuck. So I don't know. I'm like really like reaching. And that was the first I was like, what scares you? What would you be scared about about talking on stage? And nothing really scares me except for that. But it's like it, that's not really funny, like talking about 
or maybe it is. I don't know. There's got to be something there. I'm, 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 I was I, like, it's nice that I'm using the podcast now to just kind of talk about it because this is the first time I publicly spoke about this ever. Like Danny knows fucking Kendra knows. I don't even think like Alex or any of these guys fucking know about this like history. Cause they, Danny and Kendra were with me. They were like, oh yeah, she's fucking, they knew she was fucked up too. And like fucking around with me and all this shit. And I was like kind of being gaslit um about my feelings and I, and you know and being like crazy because I fucking I parked outside her I saw her she lied to me I said she said she was going to a fire at her friend's house so I said okay I tried calling her a couple times throughout the night just checking in like yo what's up how's it going go nothing ghosted getting ghosted and then I'm driving down White Ave and I see her outside the fucking bar with this dude who she had fucked around with me on, right? So I snapped. I Like, wouldn't you, if you fucking, if the person who you saw yourself, like, you know, being the, you're spending your entire life with was lying to you and fucking, fucking around and stuff like it, it literally, I didn't, I didn't have my bearings for, you know, years, honestly, years afterwards. Um, And then it took until I was probably about like, 25 or 26 to like truly like get over it and like figure out you know and process those feelings of what the fuck happened and what I did because I I saw her so I and we drove down White Avenue my buddies were like yo relax I was like pull the fucking car around so they pull the Mac pulls the car around and I'm with Capone and then I like yell it was Lucky 13 on White Avenue and I'm yelling I'm like fuck you like get the fuck away from that guy and she's like no I'm staying with him so I'm like, okay, fine, fuck you. So I, like, we went to this party, and I was like, literally, like, I was like, I can't think. Capone had to leave to do one of his things, and I was like, yo, can you drive me back to the hood, bro? Like, I can't be here right now. So he drops me off at the hood, and I get in my car, and I fucking park outside her house, cause I'm like, just, and I'm like, just waiting. I'm like, you said you're out of fire. Like, when the fuck are you gonna get home? I was seeing like, when the fuck? I just wanted to know. I was like, are you cheating? Like, you know, what the fuck? Cause we were together. And then she pulls up to her house at like three o'clock in the morning and sees that I'm parked outside and just peels off, like instantly just peels off. And I'm like, okay, like that's not a good sign. So I just followed her and then she starts driving faster. So we're in like this like micro fucking high speed chase all around Clairview because I, you know, and naturally like obviously like I think about it now and it's like, bro, you should have just like cut it off there. But I was like, this is I was so attached to that person and to like that fucking the future that I had thought about, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Um, I, I was like, yo, man, this is like not cool. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just fucking snapped and I was like, yo, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. Anyways, I lost my train of thought there. I just, what I was, what the point that I'm trying to make is that I want to fucking be able to talk about this shit. I want to be able to talk about this shit on stage and not feel shameful because I, you know, obviously I, like I didn't do anything like 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 violent or anything like fucking anything like you know hurtful or anything like that but I was I just couldn't I just kept logging into her fucking Facebook and sending messages from like fake accounts and just being like creeping and every time I get blocked like it was just like madness bro and it's like the initial part of Facebook and uh and then I fucking had and then here's the other thing that drove me crazy is that she sent a message to her friend saying that she fucked this dude for like hours and I was like ah and then like it's, <laughs> it's like one of that thing where it's like we met up and I was just like I need to know like did you suck his dick did you suck his dick and she's like yeah and I'm like no <laughs> it's like why do you need to know the details of that like because I was like if we're gonna get back together I need to fucking know everything I need to know everything that you guys did and then and then it's just like what the fuck are you doing so anyways. 
I'm I'm trying trying to bring that to the stage. I don't know. There's probably not anything funny there. I hope you don't think any different to me. And that's the other thing is I shouldn't feel ashamed about this shit. It happened when I was a teenager. I was like 18. Your brain's not fully fucking developed. I was completely, you know, gaslit and I was lied to and I was like trying to, you know, form what was real, not to mention social media was like in its infancy and there was all these ways that you could see. Like if you fucking see that your partner, like you go into their history and you see that they crept every single one of this dude's pictures back to the beginning of Facebook, you're like, that's not good. <laughs> so I don't know. I want to talk about it somehow. Anyways, um, speaking of comedy, yes, I brought this up earlier in my album. We got the new hard drive, the external hard drive. I got the files imported onto the hard drive. So now we bring, begin the process of lining them up, uh, EQing and correcting things and, uh, you know, adding uh, all the effects processors that we fucking need to get it sounding where it needs to be, panning things left and right, experimenting with that. But it actually shouldn't take too, too long to clean up. And then I think I'm going to do this thing where I just do a countdown on my Instagram. So like just from like from the Simpsons like five and then on day four I post four and then three and so it's like oh something's kind of humming and then I'm just gonna release the album like I don't like just drop it on the one day I'm just like I said I'm trying to fucking make an album so that I can fucking sell it to SiriusXM and make a little cash on the residuals and uh, and yeah hopefully fucking get a little something coming on the back end here um, okay and hopefully Mark and I are finishing up our pea meal bacon shit this week because. This guy is having its fucking, he's having his baby on Sunday, and we're supposed to film on Saturday, so chances are he probably won't be available this weekend, so I don't know what the fuck we're going to do about that, but we need to get fucking paid, and that's it, and then I had a beautiful fucking long weekend, blah, 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 blah. Okay, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content, like every set I've ever done, as well as a personalized individual shout-out and the warm, fuzzy feeling you get from supporting me in my podcasting endeavor? Well, then you could be like these fine folks, Kevin and Joyce, James, New Guy Mark, Tony Smog, Nick and Mag, Bubba, Marnus, motherfucking Street Demon, and our number one fan, Joel. Sorry I never came to your house, Bubba. We just ended up fucking just stuck at the Cree. <laughs> you know what I you know how it is. You're fucking stuck at the Cree. You're fucking stuck at the Cree. But I was going to go to Bubba's house when I was back last weekend. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Drewbame. Sign up for as little as five bucks and put a five, put a five in the hat. It's two bucks a week. Come on. Buy a guy a fucking coffee. It's not that much money. Also, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.cc. And we are selling mushrooms now. Oh, fuck yeah, baby. We are selling mushrooms. Uh, I, did, I didn't get a look. I didn't get a look at a bag yet, but I might message them. To tell Yeah, I'll give a guy a little sample, fucking seven gram sample, because mushrooms, this is the time of the year, buddy. Spring clean your brain. Buy some fucking mushrooms. Also, if you're listening to this today, they have a Victoria Day sale running until midnight Ontario time, so you can get 30% off their entire fucking thing, or just use our promo code DREW for 10% off your order at checkout. That's right. Go to kingtouchcannabis.cc. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order at checkout. Okay, and that's the show. Alex and I still haven't heard yet about our grant, or maybe we did, and Alex just wanted to spare me the fucking heartbreak of the fact that we did not get it. Ha! <laughs> But I don't know. Uh, okay, that's the show. Fuck you. Night, night. Nah, but don't leave without your fucking bonus if you're going to go out there. It might be cold, so you got to bring your bonus with you. In case it's cold, you can put your bonus on it. You won't be so cold. Nice.